In the previous Mishnah, we said that if one makes an ambiguous neder, but what he meant could have been one of two things, one of which is effective, one of which isn't effective in creating an iser. So we will allow him to explain what he meant in a way that makes it um, not binding and permitted. So in those examples, for example, we had cherem. There are two meanings of cherem. Cherem could refer to cherem gavoa, to the, a gift to the base of Mikdash, which is a davar anoder and would be an effective neder if one said my tofu was forbidden to me like cherem to the base of Mikdash. Whereas if he meant cherem to kohanim, that's only a davar iser. It's forbidden to use the kohan stuff, but that's not by virtue of having declared it as cherem. And that being the case, if one said my tofu is forbidden to me, like cherem of Kohanim, it would not be effective. Now, our Mishnah is going to say, this principle doesn't only hold when it comes to clearly ambiguous statements, but even where one says something and he claims his explanation for what he meant is really far-fetched, still, at least if he's a Talmachacham, and we trust he understands how the Dharm work, we, meaning the Bezdin, the rabbi, whoever it is who's, who's interested in getting an answer of whether he's bound or not by the nether. So we will accept any explanation, um, even if it really is far-fetched. So that will be the examples here given in our Mishnah, where we say, nether becherem. If a person says something's forbidden to him as if it were cherem. Now the word cherem, besides for meaning either charme gavo or charme kohanim, could also mean a net, like a fisherman's net. So, if he said, tofu's forbidden to me, like a cherem, va'amar, and he claims, lonadarti ela b'char moshel yam. When I said cherem, what I meant was a fisherman's net. I didn't mean anything to do with, with um, something given to the base of Mikdash. While that certainly is far-fetched, we will say in a moment that if he's a tamachach and we believe him, if he's not a Tamachacham and he's an Amaart, so then um, we'll see more in the Mishnah. Similarly, B'Korban, if he says something's forbidden to him as if it were an offering, a Korban, now again, a Korban would normally mean to Hashem. The previous Mishnah said it could be a Korban to Vodazar, which wouldn't be binding, but you could have an offering even to a human being. Although an unlikely choice of words, the word Korban not usually applicable to human beings, but it could be if you give a gift to a king. Va'amar, he claims, That's exactly what I meant. I meant that this tofu should be forbidden to me as if it were a gift given to a king. Again, that wouldn't be binding, certainly, and therefore we'll see that if it's Tamachachim, he's not bound by it. Harei atzmi korban. He says, literally the words here mean atzmi, myself, is a korban, but what it means is he says something on the lines of that atzmi, Myself, my person, a simple understanding, shall be forbidden to you, like a korban. But he says, listen, the word atzmi, while it normally would mean myself, and that would be an effective korban, excuse me, effective neder, um, he claims, well, I didn't mean that. The word etzem is a bone, and atzmi can mean my bone. And he claims, He claims he's a jokester. He has in his cupboard at home, a special designated bone so he can play this trick on people when he says atzmi is forbidden to you like a korban. So what he meant was not his person, but rather the, the bone he has back in his cupboard upstairs. And that being the case, it wouldn't be binding. So when he says, we accept that claim 
that he meant that bone, and therefore, since that bone is not a Dovar Hanoder, he is not bound by his nether. Finally, if he says, Konam ishti nehenesli, um, again, without translating, the meaning here would be that my wife is forbidden to get any benefit from me, or specific benefit from me as if it were a korban. The literal words konam here is referring, there's another reason to the kinui for korban. And of course, it's the missing words here. We're saying something specific is forbidden to my wife as if it were a korban. Like my wife can't get benefit from me or my bank account or my car um, as if it were a korban. Va'amar, and he says, listen, lonadarti ela be'ishti harishona shigirashti. When I said my wife, I mean my, I mean my ex-wife, the wife who I divorced already, not my current wife. So then, even though all these explanations are highly implausible, unlikely, if that's what he claims, for all these things, he simply isn't bound, and there's no need even to do she'elas chacham, to do hataras nadarim. He simply isn't bound. So the meaning, whoever happens to take him to task, meaning his nosy neighbor heard him make this ned there, or if the nosy neighbor reported him to the rabbi, and the rabbi says, what are you doing? Or he gets dragged into Bezdin because he's been eating tofu after making this ned there, and they want to punish him. In all these scenarios, assuming he's a tamachacham, and he explains, listen, that's not what I meant, so this is what I meant, and we'll accept that, um, and therefore the Bezdin down here will not punish him. Now, of course, let's just speak out. The rule is that a neder is binding if pivali if you meant what you said, and if he certainly if he meant to at the time forbid tofu to himself, and he goes and eats tofu, so he's done the love of Devaro, and that's terrible. Um, but the bezdin here won't punish him if he gives uh, an explanation, which um, even if it's far fetched. Now. That'll assume he was a Tamachacham. But the Gemara explains if he wasn't a Tamachacham, so then, according to Moses Roshonim, we just don't believe this person really meant that he's coming up with an excuse later on. And uh, and therefore, while we certainly won't punish him with the conventional Malkus, if that guy, our Amaaretz, took one of these vows, he said he won't eat that tofu, and he ate, eats the tofu, we won't give him lashes uh, because he's claiming he's not bound and we don't know what he meant. So we'll accept that he perhaps didn't mean it, and that in the case we're not going to punish him in that conventional way, but vim nishalu, so the simple reading according to Bartonor here is not a simple reading at all. It means um, if we're talking about a kind of person who needs to go and do a she'elas hacham, to go to get hataras nadarim, because he is an amaretz, so then onsh, then we're going to say now two things according to Reb Meir. First of all, onsh in osan. First of all, we punish the guy. And second of all, umachmir nalein, and we're strict with him, Div Reb Meir. So Reb Meir says, first of all, Onshinosan, we punish him for making this nether. Now, we're not going to punish him with the lashes conventionally because, again, maybe he's not liable to lashes. We don't know because he's claiming he isn't. But according to Bartonora, we'll give him nidui. We'll put him in sort of like rabbinic ban. He is excluded from certain social things. People keep a distance from him. He can't be part of a part of a, uh, a minion and so on. Okay, that's the first kind of punishment. Um, that's how the Bartonora learns. Interestingly, other Rishonim learn that um, we sort of make him pay the price. So if he said he's not eating tofu and then he did for three days, so then we will um, not let him eat tofu for three more days. Okay, that's other approach and what it means to be onshin also. And the second thing is machmir and we're strict on the guy, or the guys, the people who make such nadarim. What does it mean to be strict? So when it comes to doing hataras nadarim, which would then, you know, relieve the person of the vow, so we're not going to... There's two me- mechanisms to that. There's what's called... Pesach and Charata. Okay, I don't want to get into the technicalities right now. I did say in the introduction, but anyways, we'll save it for later to explain these in more in depth. The point is that we're not going to allow... The basic difference is Charata is 
you claim you didn't mean it when you said it, and Pesach is basically your meaning that you didn't, the claim is that you didn't understand the full ramifications of what you were doing. You meant it, but you didn't understand all the ramifications. Okay? So, the point here is, according to Mayor, we are strict, meaning we won't allow Harata to be a mechanism, only Pesach, um, to get him relieved and released from his vow through Nathar Sadarm. The Chacham disagree. Chacham Omrim, they disagree with both of those points. They disagree both on the point of Omen Shinosal, we don't punish him. And second of all, we aren't Machmer. So that means, Poskmahen Pesach Mamakamacher. The rabbis do agree that we won't accept his basic claim that he didn't mean what, what he meant was something that wasn't effective in making a vow. We don't, we don't, we reject that. So we won't say, okay, you meant a gift to a king as opposed to a korban or whatever it is. You meant a fisherman's net as cherem. No, we're not accepting that. And therefore, he needs to do Hatar Sadaram. But we will, um, so that teaches him that what he said was binding, or at least could have been binding. Um, but we will therefore do Hatar Sadarim, but says the Chacham, we can use either mechanism, meaning both Pesach or Harata, and also we don't punish him, meaning we're not going to have this Nidui issue, or we're not going to make him enforce it, we just make him do the Hatar Sadarim, and the point of making him do Hatar Sadarim is to teach you, to teach him, excuse me, Umalam Denosan, the point is this should be uh, instructive to him, so he should realize Nadarim aren't a joke, and he shouldn't goof around with them. And even if it's true that he was, you know, playing games with his bone in his back in his closet upstairs, or when he said the word carbon, he didn't mean carbon, he meant a gift to a king and so on, there's no game to be playing, because next time it could be serious, you're talking about the rice, it's a chamura, it's a very severe iser, and therefore uh, we impress upon the, the fellow not to do this again. Meaning we don't punish him, and we do allow for some, well, we require a... Well, we, we do require Hataras Nadarim, because we were suspicious of him, and we do allow the Hatara to happen through either mechanism of Pesach or of Harata.